the Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Claim your risk-free bet up to $500 over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Download the Game Time app today and use the promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. That's the promo code CFBX. You're listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast X account at SGP Soccer. That is at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on X at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can also follow them at the other account at Gambling Podcast. That's at Gambling Podcast. And finally, be sure to follow my other X account as well. That one is at LockBettingX. That's at LockBettingX. On that account, I post my monthly profit and loss spreadsheet. I also post some free plays as well. But my profit and loss spreadsheet proves that I am one of the few transparent and tracked handicappers. And unlike anyone else, I have delivered 126 months in a row of transparent and tracked profit, which means, in simplistic terms, for over a decade, in fact, 10 and a half years now, I've been undefeated every single month in sports betting. Doesn't mean I haven't had a bad day. Doesn't even mean I haven't had a bad week. But over a 30, 31 day period, I've never had that losing period. Never had that losing month. The pin tweet on that account is always the latest spreadsheet. So I post my spreadsheets on there and then I pin the latest one to the top of the page. If you want to do your due diligence, then I encourage that. Do do research and head over to lockbetting.com and look at all of the other previous spreadsheets that add up to 126 months in a row of transparent and track profit. When you look for my spreadsheets, you'll see a perfectly managed bankroll, which makes betting accessible for everybody. We don't chase losers with plays doubling the stake. We don't have five unit plays, 10 unit plays, 20 unit plays, max plays, well plays, play of the year. None of that nonsense. Just sensible bankroll management that does lead to a monthly profit, or at least it has done so far for 126 months in a row. If you have questions, shoot me up a DM at LockBangX. That's at LockBangX. Or if you want to sign up, just simply go to the website and follow the steps, LockBetting.com. That's LockBetting.com. We are coming off a week where we absolutely obliterated the NFL. We now have 11 winning weeks out of 13. And I'm talking clear, clear winning weeks. We are coming off a 17 and 6 week for week 13, which included going 5 and 1 with plays that were over a unit. So that is a very, very, or one unit and over, but that is a very, very strong week. We are tearing the NFL apart this season, along with having a 
very, very strong start to the soccer season. And you just need to look at our Champions League futures sheet when we post it, when we recap the Champions League futures. I think that is going to be a very, very impressive slate of futures unless there are some absolute miracles on the final day that go against us. But of course, we can hedge out against some of those because I actually encourage hedging because I always think about investing in sports betting rather than gambling in sports or gambling on sports. Let's move on to this edition of the EPL show. We have a midweek slate of games. It is a full fixture list and we begin with the two games on Tuesday. We start with a 7.30 kickoff between Wolves and Burnley where Wolves are the 10 to 11 favourites. It's 13 to 5 on the draw and it's 16 to 5 here on Burnley. Burnley picked up their first win at home and let's see now if they can build on that. Will they have enough confidence to go to Wolves and pick up a positive result? I don't think so. Um, Sheffield United is a win at the end of the day, but it's a win over a team who have no business being in the EPL. I picked Burnley to win that game. I knew that was the get-right game. I didn't know Burnley were going to obliterate them by five goals to nil, but I think that's more of an indictment on who Sheffield United are as opposed to it being Burnley turning a corner. Now, this is a very difficult place to go to. Molyneux is a difficult place to go to. Wolves have eight points to show from the last four home games. And all of those fixtures were against teams who are currently in the Premier League's top six. So this is a step down in competition for them here going up against Burnley. This is a game I expect them to win. And while Burnley did crush Sheffield United 5-0 last time out, that is the weakest team in the division. Plus, they played against 10 men for most of the second half as well. So I think they'll come back down to earth here. Don't forget, this is a team who lost seven in a row before that win. And that doesn't suddenly change my mind about who Burnley are. I still think they're a team who are going to massively struggle. And I still think they'll go down above Everton. I have the teams that came up from last season going down and Everton surviving despite a 10-point deduction. Wolves impressed in a defeat against Arsenal at the weekend. They came out strong in the second half and were lucky not to take a point from their second half showing. I think if that team turn up here, they're going to have too much for Sheffield, uh, for Burnley, sorry, and they should blow them out of the water. There have been goals at both ends in each of Wolves' last 12 games across all competitions. So I do believe that Burnley will be able to contribute towards the scoring, especially as that's the way they play. They play front foot football, whilst Wolves, they've only kept a clean sheet against League One outfit Blackpool. But Burnley, for their part, they've conceded exactly three goals in three of the last four away games. And um, that gives Wolves an opportunity to get their players on the score sheet here and pick up a relatively convincing win. Have your shooting boots on because Burnley will offer you up opportunities. They've not learned from their early weeks of the season. They're not playing a different type of football. They're intent on going ahead and playing the same exact way that they played in the championship. And it was brilliant last year. Vincent Company was applauded for it. He was lauded as the next Pep Guardiola, the next Manchester City manager. No one's talking about that at the moment because this style has not translated to the Premier League where you're coming up against better teams who can expose you. And they haven't changed. They haven't gone conservative. They haven't found a way to stay in games. Something that Nottingham Forest did last season very well, which resulted in their survival. 
survival. Unless Burnley make the switch, unless Burnley play every single game and every single opponent individually and aren't married to the style, they are going to find themselves losing games against better teams with better players. And Wolves do fall into that category. I'm simply going to take Wolves on the money line here to get it done at a price of 10 to 11 minus 110 here for this one. Up next, we look at a game here between Luton and Arsenal, where Arsenal come to Luton as the 2 to 9 favourites, minus 450. It's 6 to 1 on the draw, and it's 14 to 1 here on Luton. Difficult game to call here. Arsenal haven't been overly impressive on the road in terms of absolutely getting dominant wins. They have scraped by in some of their victories. When you look at the way they scraped by against Crystal Palace and you look at the way they scraped by against Brentford, needing just a single goal to win those games, I could see something similar here. Luton and no mugs at home. They've taken it to Tottenham and they lost that game 1-0. They took it to Liverpool and ended up taking a point from that game. And they've gone to Old Trafford and only lost by a single goal. Arsenal coming to this one having won their last five games across all competitions. And I do think they'll make it six in a row tonight. But I do think it may take them some time to break down the Luton low block. If Luton come in here with a game plan to be stubborn and hard to break down, then I do think it will take Arsenal some time to break Luton down. Um, it's also worth noting that Luton have only failed to score in one of their seven home fixtures this season, while Arsenal have conceded in four of their five uh, domestic games. So Luton could actually find the back of the net here, forcing Arsenal to score two. My selection for this game will be to take Arsenal and under four and a half goals because I don't see Arsenal putting their foot down on the accelerator and having to score four because if Luton score and Arsenal score four, then Arsenal and under four and a half goals is a losing bet. I can see 2-1, I can see 3-1 or I can see a different type of game entirely where Luton don't score a goal and Arsenal just have to break through and they produce a moment of quality and come away with another 1-0 win or maybe a 2-0 win here in this one. But I don't see five goals. I basically see the first 30 minutes playing out with playing out as Arsenal having more possession and dominating the game and trying to create chances and Luton sitting in with a stubborn low block approach and not allowing Arsenal the early goal, which would probably mean that Arsenal win more comfortably at Luton in other sides. But Arsenal haven't been doing comfortable away wins. And I think no matter what happens, whether it be Arsenal getting that early breakthrough, whether it be Luton contributing to the scoring, I don't think Luton are going to score twice. And I don't think Arsenal are going to score four or five. So it's a big, big fixture pileup coming up. A lot of people looking ahead to the Christmas pileup. This is unique to English football. The EPL are one of the only leagues that go through it. It's a very, very tiring time. Arsenal are thinking about a title run and a heavy fixture schedule where they're going to need to rotate players. Then they need to conserve the energy of the top players. I can see Arsenal being comfortably ahead and perhaps taking off the likes of Odegaard and Saka. So that doesn't lend itself to Arsenal, especially at this stage of the season, racking up a big score against Luton. And also, nobody's really done it. Nobody's come to Luton and pulverised them. So I'm going to take Arsenal to win and I'm going to tack on under four and a half goals. And we take this selection at a price of four to six, minus 150 here for this one as Arsenal finish midweek still top of the Premier League table, in my opinion. Before we move on to Wednesday's games, let me take a quick pause to tell you guys about Bet Rivers. We're brought to you by Bet Rivers, and Bet Rivers is available in over 14 states plus Ontario, Canada. 
Bet Rivers are some of the best live betting markets in the space. Their betting menu is second to none, including a ton of props. And depositing and withdrawing is super easy as well on Bet Rivers. My Bet Rivers play of the day, my Bet Rivers lock is coming at the end of the show. So before you hear it, sign up using our link and get a risk free bet up to $500. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Bet Rivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Bet Rivers. Problem gambling? Call 1 800 Gambler. That's 1 800 Gambler, G A M B L E R. Moving on to Wednesday's games, we begin with a game between Brighton and Brentford, where Brighton are the 10 to 11 home favourites. It's 14 to 5 on the draw, and it's 11 to 4 here on Brentford. Two of the teams have made huge strides over the last few years. We don't even talk about them being um, potential relegation teams or even bottom half teams now. We think about Brentford and Brighton being top half teams. And uh, I'm expecting a shootout here between two teams who like to play front foot football. Brighton undoubtedly have been one of the most entertaining teams to watch in the Premier League. And their matches are usually full of goals, including five at the weekend. And I think this could be the case once again here against Brentford at home. Ten of Brighton's 14 league games have featured at least four goals. Five of Brentford's last seven outings have seen three or more goals and both teams have scored in 11 of Brighton's 13 home league matches. So I'm going to take a punt on over three here in the Asian goal line market. It's not a play that I usually take. But I just can't see a situation where these two put up two goals. So I think we'll be in a position to push at the very least once we hit the three goal mark and we'll be needing that fourth goal to cash. I do think that we will get it. The over here is actually a plus money selection available at 11 to 10. So over three goals is available here at 11 to 10. Over three and a half goals, if you want to take it, is a massive plus money selection at 17 to 10. So 17 to 10 plus 170 on over three and a half goals. Even the price on over two and a half goals for this game being available at nine to 13 does offer up some value. I just don't see how... We only get two goals between these two teams. As I said, Brighton's games have been full of goals. And um, Brentford, they're a team who like to play attacking football as well. They do it more from a counter-attacking situation. They like to counter-punch, but they're very, very good at it. They're very good at committing a lot of men forward when they do break. And we usually get a lot of six-on-five or or four-on-four situations, those type of situations that are advantageous to Brentford. And they're very good at taking advantage of it under Thomas Frank. So we'll take um, over three goals here at the plus money prize of 11 to 10 here for this one. Up next, we look at a game here between Crystal Palace and Bournemouth, where Palace are the six to five favourites to win the game. It's 12 to five on the draw and it's 11 to five here on Bournemouth. Bournemouth are one of the steadily improving teams in the EPL. Whilst Palace coming to this one off the back of a surprise point away to West Ham. But I do think that was what it was. It was a surprise point. West Ham didn't really um, kill the game off when they should have done. A little bit too negative on Sunday and Palace took advantage of it, landing the sucker punch. 
I think I'm going to ride the momentum of Bournemouth here for this one. They've collected seven points from the last three Premier League games and can win here at Sellers Park as an underdog. They were a team who took it to Aston Villa and I think replicating that performance here against Crystal Palace will put them in a solid position to take all three points against a Palace side who have only tasted victory in one of their seven home league games so far this season. Up next, we move on to the game here between Fulham and Nottingham Forest, where Fulham are the 11-10 home favourites. It's 12-5 on the draw, and it's 11-4 here on Forest. Forest went down with a bit of a whimper at home against Everton. I think that would be one of their most concerning losses, given what they did on their home turf last season, where it was a very difficult place to go. And the main reason they probably stayed up, um, it was concerning to see them not really offer up too much threat and allowing Everton to go there and take all three points. For that reason, I do believe that Fulham are the right side here as Forrest travelled to Fulham. Nottingham Forest have been poor on their travels this season, just like they were last season, losing five of their seven Premier League games and should be opposed here against Fulham. With that said, the hosts have been leaking goals and there is strong data here to suggest that Forest could score. Fulham's last three league games have produced 16 goals, while both teams to score has cashed in eight of Forest's last 14 games in the league. But... I think that will cash, but the money line on Fulham is the standout play, given Forrest's performance at the weekend. Also given Fulham's performance at the weekend, where they were seconds away from taking something from Liverpool. In fact, not that far away from taking all three points, but a late equaliser was followed up by a late winner by Trent Alexander-Arnold. No doubt Liverpool were the better team. But if you can go to Anfield and score three goals, then you should be tipped up here to beat a Forest side who've lost five of the last seven away from home in the Premier League. I'm going to take Fulham here on the money line at 11-10. to 10. Up next, we move on to Liverpool. They are travelling to Sheffield United, who have sacked their manager and have brought in Chris Wilder. Um, that isn't going to do anything. This team is still going to be going down and I don't even think they'll get any kind of bounce from it. I think Wilder's probably going to have had one training session to get his team ready for the game against Liverpool if he even takes charge of the team or if he waits till the weekend and perhaps an assistant manager will take charge here. If there's any way for Sheffield United to be worse, it would be an assistant manager coming in and managing the team instead of, the, um, instead of Hickenbottom, who didn't really do anything wrong. He was a manager who's been sacked because he's got his team up. He got his team up, which was an overachievement. He wasn't financially backed and he got sacked for an overachievement because they had absolutely no chance of staying up in this league. Don't forget, at the start of the season, it was a two-unit lock from me that this team would go down. I had them as more of a favourite to go down than Luton. And obviously, I think Luton will go down as well. And now I'm pretty high on Burnley going down too. But Sheffield United was the lock of locks because their squad was just so poor. They're a 14-1 to home underdog here in this one against Liverpool, who are the 1-5 to favourites. And it's 13-2 to here on the draw. This is going to be a comfortable after a comfortable evening rather for Liverpool afternoon, of course, if you're watching it in the US. I don't think you have to worry about um, a new manager bounce. The only thing I would worry about is complacency. 
But if Liverpool are on it, they're going to win comfortably. And I am comfortable taking Liverpool to cover a minus 1.5 Asian handicap line here in this game. Liverpool minus 1.5 is available at the price of 4 to 6 minus 150. Two of Liverpool's last three wins have been by at least three goals. And they are worth backing here to cover a two-goal handicap against Sheffield United, who have already leaked 39 goals in the top flight so far this season. Liverpool have scored in all 14 of their Premier League games. Sheffield United have lost 11 of their 14 Premier League games, conceding those 39 goals. Two of Liverpool's last three wins have been by at least three goals, as I mentioned. And Mo Salah is an informed player once again. He has 10 goals and six assists in this season's Premier League and did not score any of the goals at the weekend in that 4-3 win. So he's due. This is one of those situations where we're looking at data and saying, oh, Mo Salah hasn't scored in 10 games in a row. No, we're saying he didn't score at the weekend. So a player in form who didn't score at the weekend is worth backing in this spot, especially against Sheffield United. He's also worth looking at as a fantasy captain this week, uh, this midweek, sorry. And um, Mo Salah to score anytime is available at 4-5, to five, minus 125 for this one in what should be a comfortable night's work for Liverpool against the worst team in the Premier League who I expect to get absolutely no bounce from a managerial change, a manager who's not at all responsible for what is happening to this team. Up next, the final game we're covering Wednesday is the game of the week. This is because the Man United versus Chelsea game is covered exclusively on BetMUFC. So we close out Wednesday with Aston Villa versus Man City where Villa are the 10-3 home dogs. It's 3-1 on the draw, and it's 8-11 here on Man City. I know we say this every year, and then suddenly they come good at the end and make us look terrible, but this ain't the same Man City that won the league or the treble last season. It's not the same team. They are not seeing out second halves. They've done this multiple times this season, where they've gone ahead, they look like they were en route to a 4-5 goal win, and um, they just didn't see it off. They didn't have that killer instinct. You've got Erling Haaland missing open goals that would have put Tottenham to bed in the first half. And then you let lo- you let Tottenham come through and win the second half against you. Earlier on in the season, they were absolutely dominating. Brighton went 2-0 up. It was a lock on the show. Luckily, it was only minus one and not minus 1.5 and it ended up pushing. But they allowed Brighton back into the game. They got it to 2-1 and they were clinging on at the end. So this is a different Man City team that are licking, uh, lacking killer instincts. And they come up here against an Aston Villa team who have won their last 13 home games in the Premier League. I like Villa to be able to avoid a defeat here. As for your main lean, I'm torn between taking Villa plus money at 11 to 10 on the double chance market and taking the goals. I'm going to lean Aston Villa plus half a goal. Aston Villa on the double chance market. But don't rule out taking the goals here as well. Four of Villa's last six matches have gone over three and a half goals. And a repeat could definitely be on the cards here with Aston Villa potentially winning this game. Manchester City winning a high scoring game maybe. Or a 2-2 draw or a 3-3 draw or a 3-2 win for Aston Villa. I can see all of these score lines. One of the key reasons to take Villa as well, apart from their home record, is the fact that Rodri isn't playing. 
And when Rodri isn't playing, Manchester City are a very different team. Their win rate essentially goes down the toilet without Rodri. We saw how they performed earlier on in the season when he was suspended. And he's suspended again here for this game. But if you don't like taking the risk on Villa, you could take the goals. Four of Aston Villa's last six Premier League games have gone over three and a half goals, as I mentioned. Both teams have scored in six of Manchester City's last eight Premier League games and in and in all of Aston Villa's last three. City, of course, coming off a six-goal game against Tottenham. We'd only need a 2-2 draw to cash the over here in this one. A 2-2 draw would actually cash over three and a half goals, which is available at 64 plus 150. And it would cash the 11 to 10 plus 110 on Aston Villa on the double chance market. We'll take Villa to avoid a loss here. Villa half a goal, Villa double chance market. However, it's listed with your book. That's the main lean. And we take it at plus money at a price of 11 to 10 here for this one. Before we move on to Thursday's games, let me take a quick pause here to tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favourite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball and college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favourite players' fantasy stats and cash in. So watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with that promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy and the promo code SGPN. Let me also take this quick pause to tell you guys about game time. I've been frustrated buying tickets on multiple occasions, especially if it's at the last minute. Are you going to get better seats if you pull the trigger? Are those good seats that you had circled gone? Are the better seats going to become available in better sections? Are cheaper seats going to become available in better sections? Are your tickets going to come through on time? What if they're not there 24 hours, 24 hours behind the event? Can you go to Will Call for help? No, I've been in situations where Will Call will not help you because of the secondary market thing. It's all very, very frustrating. At least it can be with other places, but not with game time because they are the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy and theatre without the usual stress of ticket buying. With the GameTime app, you can get killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee means you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting the, start getting hyped for the fun you'll actually have at the event. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. You find tickets in the same section row for less. GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Game time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Download the Game Time app and create your account and use that code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but again, create an account, redeem the code CFBX, and you can sweeten the deal by getting an extra $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Moving on to Thursday's games, and we start with a game here between Everton and Newcastle, where Everton are the 23 to 10 home underdogs. It's 12 to 5 on the draw and it's 15 to 4. Uh, sorry, it's 5 to 4 here on Newcastle. Newcastle have moved back into the top six after beating Manchester United, but you can expect a better effort here from Everton at home. 
Their first game back from the deduction was at home to Man United and Man United surprisingly were able to come away with a victory, hitting Everton on the counter-attack on multiple occasions. And of course, having that um, incredible goal from Garnacho being the launching pad for United to go and get three points. I think we see another spirited effort here from Everton. Everton were unlucky to actually lose that game against United. Even though it was 3-0, Everton had plenty of chances to get back in the game. Had they made it 1-1, that could have been a different game. They're coming off a win away to Nottingham Forest, where they were clearly the better team. And I think they'll be very competitive here against Newcastle. I like Everton to get something from this game against a Newcastle side who is still dealing with a lot of injuries, but still good enough to beat a Man United team who made no effort. And their excuse was the fact they had to get a bus instead of a flight. Um, but I prefer Everton to find the back of the net. So we're going to take BTTS as our main selection. I think it's a little bit safer just in case Newcastle are able to nick the three points here. Newcastle, they've only kept one clean sheet in six Premier League away games and have conceded 71% of their goals in the Premier League away from home. So only 29% of the goals Newcastle have conceded have come on their own turf. They come up against an Everton side who have scored in four of the last five and were massively unlucky, as I mentioned, not to score against Man United. Whilst at the other end, the Toffees have only had one clean sheet in their last seven at home. So I'm going to take both teams to score as my main selection here for this one. I also like Everton on the double chance market, but we take BTTS as our main choice at the price of 45 minus 125. We finish up with the London derby between rivals Tottenham and West Ham, where Tottenham are the four to five favourites to win here. It's three to one on the draw and it's 16 to five here on the Hammers. Tottenham getting some players back here from suspension and have a little bit of momentum now after getting that point away to Manchester City. That stopped them from suffering their fourth defeat in a row, which will be a massive morale boost here for Tottenham. And I think they can ride that momentum into this game and win this rivalry game against West Ham. Now, I don't think they're going to do it with a clean sheet because of Ange Ball being what it is. Both teams have now scored in 10 of Tottenham's last 12 matches. So that could be a different way to go. But I'm going to go for Tottenham straight on the money line here. I just think this is a good spot to take them to get back to winning ways. That's my personal choice. The data, as I said, is quite favourable towards goals. BTTS scoring in 10 of Tottenham's last 12. Over three and a half goals being a winning bet in eight of West Ham's last 14 Premier League games. West Ham having the second worst defensive record in the top half. Uh, But I'm going to go for Tottenham. I'm going to go for Song to be the catalyst here. This is a player who's come to life this season. He had a rare bad season last year, but he already has nine Premier League goals. And I think he'll carry his side to a bounce back victory. This will be Tottenham's first win in the last five. But as I said, the last game was a point that bucked the losing trend. Three losses in a row going into the City of Manchester Stadium. The um, the Etihad, it looked like another guaranteed loss. It looked like four in a row. It looked like it was going to be a massacre at half time. A City missed chance after chance after chance after coming back from a goal down. But Tottenham showed that fight back. And Postacoglu made a very good tactical substitution at half time, showing that he actually isn't just this gun ho manager who knows how to do one thing, which is play front foot attacking aggressive football. But that front foot attacking aggressive football will be back here for this 
this one. And I think it will lead Tottenham to a victory against a West Ham team who are slipping. That was a poor result for them at the weekend where they weren't able to get over the line at home to Crystal Palace. I don't see them coming to Tottenham and getting something here. Despite Tottenham's injury problems, this Tottenham team will actually have more players available than they've had in recent weeks, including Romero returning at the back. They went to the City game without a recognised centre-back, so that's going to make a big difference to them getting their best defender back here for this one. We take Tottenham on the money line as our choice, and we take it here at the price of 4-5, to five, minus 125 here for this one. Closing out with your lock on the show, I'm not doing double locks this year, but if I did... This would be one of the shows where I would probably do one. I'm not doing it because it's not really fair to guys over at Lockbang who are paying for premium picks, yet we give out additional plays here on this one. I already do cover every single game, so it would be fine if I didn't do a lock whatsoever. But we are going to do a lock. The lock on the show is brought to you by Bet Rivers, and the selection I've ended up going for is Liverpool minus 1.5 in the Asian handicap market. This Sheffield United team are just absolutely shocking. They shouldn't be playing in the Premier League. It's a miracle they got here and the manager who performed the miracle is now sacked. I'm not expecting any kind of bounce from this side. They're coming off a 5-0 away defeat against a relegation rival in Burnley. I know they were down to 10 men for most of the second half, but they were already losing that game. They've shipped 39 goals already this season, which includes losing 5-0 away to Arsenal, which includes losing 8-0 at home to Newcastle. Now, people will point to the Man City game and they'll point to the Man United games and say, hey, they were very competitive in those games. Well, yes, I will give you that they were competitive against Man United because Man United allow everybody to be competitive with them. They're a team who cannot dominate games and they start poorly away from home every single time and are constantly put under pressure because Man United are seen as a target. The Manchester City game, much like the game where Sheffield United travelled to Tottenham, and lost 2-1 there as well, was absolutely nothing like that. It was a game where Manchester City should have been about four goals up before they conceded an equaliser against Sheffield United, completely against the run of play. In fact, I think it was Sheffield United's first shot on target in the game. Sheffield United overall finished with two shots on target. Manchester City finished with nine shots on target out of 30 shots 80% possession, 742 passes, 12 corners to one and a missed penalty from Erling Haaland, but yet still needed a late winner from Rodri. So that game, despite the fact that it does say 2-1, was nothing like a 2-1. Liverpool here should have a field day against this side. Liverpool are currently the third highest scorers in the Premier League, finding the net already on 32 occasions from their first 14 games and conceding 14 goals in those 14 games. Whilst, as I said, Sheffield United, they've conceded 39 and have only scored 11 in their first 14 games. I think this all points towards a very, very bad night for Sheffield United. Liverpool forwards will be looking to have their scoring boots on here and we are going to take Liverpool to cover the minus 1.5 Asian handicap as your lock here for this show, 
at the price of four to six minus one fifty. That's for me in this edition of the EPL show. Don't forget if you want to get my additional plays, head over to lockbetting.com. I'll be back at the weekend. Until then, good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.